But it- Hello, everyone, and welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and this is Lag Radio, your weekly dose of video game appreciation, chiptune idolatry, super sweet giveaways, and so very much more. On the show this evening, finally, our return to actually playing video games. It's been a while. It's been about a, a month now. And one of the best video games to start it off. I guess. I guess one could say this. Yes. It's a pretty, it was a pretty good one. But I, we I'm like a foot taller than you, okay? I will use every inch of that to beat it into your head that this is the best video game. One of the best. Welcome back to Lag Radio, DJ Raltz. Hello. I had to make sure that I invited her over because this is one of her favorite games ever, ever, ever. Two tattoos planned for it. Planned? One of them still getting commissioned. The other one is really expensive. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. So big fan, needless to say. So we're talking Dragon Age Origins. It was originally developed by BioWare. It was published by, of course, EA, and this came out in 2009. So it's been almost a decade since its original release. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just yesterday or the day before was the four-year anniversary of the latest Dragon Age installments release. Four years. Four years ago. And I remember... What the heck? I, I don't know if you remember this, but... Uh, we were going to hang out the day it came out, and I was up at four in the morning playing the game, play, uh. playing Inquisition, and you got mad at me because I had had like two hours of sleep, but we were doing some <laughs> like insane thing that required me to actually have energy. Oh, my I was goodness. like, don't care, Dragon Age. Oh, my goodness. I believe it. Oh, man. Four years ago. Where does the time go? Either way, we're going to be talking about Origins, though. We want to talk about the original. We want to talk about where it all came from. So, we're going to be talking about that tonight. So, we're going to get into the history and development soon. Later on, we'll talk about, of course, the story. It's going to be the most part of the... Which, surprisingly, I'm going to have to make sure he doesn't run on too much about. Yeah, you might be keeping me in check here. There's a lot to cover, of course. It's an RPG game with about 40 hours at the minimum... Yeah, minimum. Through. Yeah, we're talking And that's lot. when you not get one of the main uh, companions. Hmm? <laughs> yes, all right. I missed out on some stuff. That's kind of the nature of this game, though, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. After that, we're going to be talking about, well, very, very briefly, we'll just mention about the soundtrack and what we think of it, but also, of course, the gameplay elements, because it is a video game, right? It's not just a movie or a novel, so we got to talk about the gameplay elements. We're going to play some music from the soundtrack before we get into the discussion though really set the stage for it and get that fantasy feel i forgot to to lord over what songs you chose for this one that's okay because i just picked these songs out in the past like hour that's why i I should have been sending you the best (laughs) ones maybe i listen to it constantly oh really yeah it was a a staple at my last job when i would needed uh, background music hmm all right. Well, let's listen to Anunzer's Dragon Age Origins, the title track off of the soundtrack first. And then after that, we'll listen to, of course, the very well-known one, I Am The One. We'll listen to the high fantasy version first. So uh, this week we will be doing a giveaway. I don't know quite yet what I want to give away yet, though. So you want to keep an eye on our social media websites to find out. Definitely check out Facebook.com slash LagLifeRadio, Twitter.com slash LagLifeRadio. We have the Instagram is at DJ double underscore Marmar. The Twitch page, which is where I'm probably going to be doing the giveaway, is Twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore Marmar. And then, of course, our archive page, LagRadio.KUCI.org. It's almost completely updated as of now, which is super exciting. I'm glad to not be so, so behind like I oftentimes am. So check out there for all of the past playlists all the podcasts all that good stuff 
find it on the archive. Participate in the giveaway because I cannot. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, special guests are exempt from uh, eligibility. So And it breaks my heart for this one game. Oh, sad face. This one game. Christmas is coming. Who knows? We'll see. So much Dragon Age stuff. I already bought too much. I was going to say, you probably own everything. No, I don't own it. I own all the books. Um, I don't own all of the collectibles because I used to be a broke person and I still am. I was going to say, yeah, used to? <laughs> mm. I know that feel though. I, know that feel. I just gave you my last 20 bucks for oh, getting no. to the lands me, yo. <laughs> Thanks. Anyways, we're going to get into that music first. If you want to join us for the history and development, just stick around for the next, I don't know, about six minutes or so. We'll jump into that. Again, thank you so very much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Raltz and we are talking Dragon Age Origins here on Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM at Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Raltz, and we are talking Dragon Age Origins. So, we've just got done listening to a couple of wonderful tracks from there. I Am the One, High Fantasy Version, was most recently played. Before that one was Dragon Age Origins, so just the title track. And both of those, of course, were by the composer Inon Zur. We're going to talk about the history and development now. So let's go into it. Let's just launch right in, shall we? First off, development for the game actually started way back in 2002, interestingly enough. So this game was released in 2009. It was in development for seven years. Seven years. They put a lot of thought into this this game, which is probably one of the reasons why it's my favorite. It's... it's And, and uh, one of the reasons it took so long is they, they started with the world. And that I... World. I love world guys guys I love world building <laughs> um but no like they they didn't start with a game they started with a world and they built up from there and that takes time and I think that it's one of the reasons why it's a really strong game too um and a strong franchise but like that building of the world um shows how much effort they put like all that time shows how much effort they put into this 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 franchise see it's just fascinating to me because I would expect the company would probably have run out of money by that time. Like, they had to be working with a big-name publisher like EA or something. I, I forget if, if they were actually bought by EA at that point, if Bioware had been bought. I by. don't know, but I know that it's it's by EA as well. Yeah. So um, they were definitely working with EA. Um, yeah. And I know that they probably allowed them that much time because they wanted this to be a big franchise. Like, that was one of their goals, was they wanted this to be, like big and ground they wanted a groundbreaking game sure sure that's fair even by the end though there was still crunch time which is interesting there so, always is in games i mean yeah it's just like when you have a seven year period where you're given all of this time to to make a game you would think okay well a couple more months who cares but <laughs> really apparently there was still some very very immense crunch time near the end and they did have to cut a lot of stuff uh, which is always going to be the case, right? But yeah, so the, one of the things that originally began as Dragon Age, simply Dragon Age, but it was retitled in 2008 because they wanted to emphasize how the main playable character, so you, the person that you really customize, your origin can be of one of different six tales, completely different, really, based on your selected race and your status. Now, uh, before both of the names, Dragon Age and Dragon Age Origins, the project was originally just referred to as Chronicle, and it was actually meant to be told as this story, which apparently, Ralts here was telling me, the Dragon Age 2 kind of does instead. Uh, and I think it makes a lot more sense for them to have done it for 2 than it does for this, because while they, I mean, 
it makes sense for them to want to put it in the perspective of Morgan. She's not a storyteller, nor is she a people person. So it doesn't really make sense for her to be telling somebody this story. So I think it was good that they cut that and let in Dragon Age 2, uh, like they took the idea to dra- Dragon Age 2 where then a actual storyteller was the one doing this thing. Um, so I think it makes sense that they cut it. Um, but it's very interesting that that's how they started with it. Yeah, right. I don't even think it was supposed to be... so. Ralts mentioned the character Morgan, which we'll talk about later on. But I think that the character Morgan, the sorceress character, wasn't when they were originally designing it, wasn't meant to be the Morgan that we know, but a aged, old, wizened, sort of Flemeth-like character. The Morgan that we... I don't know necessarily about age, like old woman, but I know that they wanted her to be more like her mother um, at the beginning. But then they decided that it didn't quite work out, which I think is smart. Sure. Um, because Morgan is an absolute classic now. Yeah. She's a fan favorite. She's, yeah, one of the highlights of the series for sure. Right? Yeah. And she continues on through the other games in the series. She's but. actually, she plays a significant part in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, Flemeth also plays a significant part in all of the games. Neat. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get back into that. But first, though, let's continue on to the development. So yeah, yeah. back in the beginning, though, there wasn't even any Darkspawn, which is the big enemy threat in Dragon Age Origins. There were no Darkspawn, so there was no real big enemy. There were no Grey Wardens, who is what you play as, these defenders of of the entire land of Ferelden and, and Thedos and all that, right? They're like... I just I just want to say how difficult this is for me to not go into lore rambling. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Fair. Yeah, but in the beginning, there was none of that. Originally, these integral groups to the game's final version, they were just nowhere to be seen. So... Additionally, even beyond that, one of the things in the game that's really major is that mages are treated differently than everyone else. Yeah, right? um, mages are are uh, what's the word? Not persecuted. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with persecuted. Um, much like how witches are treated, you know, back in like Salem time. Uh, except this time they they actually were witches. They it was it wasn't just poor women. It's legit. Um <laughs> uh but it it's this uh playing off the integral fear of somebody who has that power and unknown capabilities. Sure. Um they they really play off of that to uh it the the mages there's a lot of lot of pro mage sympathy out there because the mages are treated horribly in these games um but they do a good job of balancing that uh, this uh, see ah uh, rambling about it. this has nothing to do <laughs> well with it's interesting because back in the original development they it were actually worse. it was even worse yeah. yeah so they toned it down interestingly um, enough and then they brought it back for dragon age 2 um oh so, really uh sort of but yeah that's spoilers that's for when we go into dragon age 2 on this mm-hmm. this show um no they uh they originally wanted to uh make it so you couldn't perform magic in towns um that it would be against the law for that um but they they ended up allowing it uh as uh because part of the gray, part of the gray wardens are you're you're free to practice magic Hmm. Um, it it's still kind of like that. Like they they left remnants of it, but it it's definitely not as harsh as what they originally intended. Um, going back to what you said though about the the wardens and the dark spawn not being an original part of the story, um, they didn't have a story at the beginning. Um, as I was saying previously, and uh, so when they made it, he didn't 
uh, Guider, the main writer. David Guider. Yeah, he uh, didn't know that he was going to be focusing on Ferelden. So he he just built everything at first and then st- started adding in different uh, aspects to the game. Sure. Um, so, as, yeah. as it narrowed down to what they were, what the game was going to be about. So the entire world itself is called Thetis, correct? Yes. Yes, and then the nation that Dragon Age Origins focuses on is Ferelden. And that's where, yeah, the game takes place. So that's what you're referring to. Guider didn't know it was going to be on just one nation, so he decided, you know what, I'm just going to build a whole damn world. Yeah, I'm just going just gonna, just gonna to build a whole fine. world. It's fine. And That's there why we go. I love him. Years and years later, yeah, <laughs> he finally was able to complete the game with uh, I've with got like five team. maps of it hung up in my wall. <laughs> I believe this. I believe this. Now, the thing about Dragon Age is that they wanted to make it this new IP. They wanted to start this new franchise. It was supposed to be a big deal, but they had no guarantees that it would take off, and so they had to make the story in such a way that... It kind of left you hanging in some ways. There was stuff, there's plenty more stuff that they could build off of. But also, if it didn't take off, they wanted to still make a complete tale. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really difficult to do. Even, yeah, it, there's no guarantee that your game is going to take off, even if it's got all this money behind it. It's yeah, yeah. published by EA and um, everything. I think it's interesting to note that uh, the reason that they chose fantasy was because uh, the the company or somebody in the company, I forgot the name, uh, just thought that what Bioware does best is fantasy. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so they that's what they wanted to return to for this new big, big IP. Now, Bioware, did they do Baldur's Gate? I think they did, yes. Okay, they definitely did Neverwinter Nights, which yeah. is fantasy, of course. Yeah. They did Jade Empire, which is Eastern fantasy. I, uh... I mean, I was five years old when I played Baldur's Gate, uh, so I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it was Bioware. Okay, so we've got that, 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 and then, of course, Knights of the Old Republic is another Bioware game that came out prior to Dragon Age, and that's sci-fi fantasy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, fantasy is pretty much right up their alley when it comes down to it. It So that makes sense. They they do good. It makes sense. They do good. (laughs) They do good. Like Superman, they do good. They don't do well. They do good. They do good. (laughs) So certainly one of the most obvious parts of this game, if you ask me, is that it's certainly a throwback. So just like we mentioned Baldur's Gate, we mentioned Neverwinter Nights, it's a tactical RPG that is very reminiscent of those earlier days of PC gaming, while also trying to modernize some things too, which we'll talk about more in the gameplay section. But uh, it's certainly more of a throwback. Now, you said you've played Baldur's Gate and, and Neverwinter Nights as well. Baldur's Gate was my very first game, yeah. Uh, okay. First game I ever played. and uh, played Neverwinter Nights shortly after that, yeah. And I'm guessing the similarities are very clear between... You can definitely tell uh, that it, it takes its inspiration from those games. Um, defi- definitely, yeah. And that's probably why I love all three. Um but yeah, yeah. Um, you can definitely tell it's it's got the spirit of those of those old school, uh, RPG style. Cool, 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 cool. There are a lot of people working on this game. There I will tell you that a lot of people working on this game. They yo. needed that money from EA to fund <laughs> all of these people working on this game. So I think there was something like 140 staff members. There were 144 different voice actors. Just a mm-hmm. bajillion people, including Farscape great Claudia Black. She's oh, yeah. the one who did Mor- Morgan. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did say that they wanted to bring in some higher profile yeah, actors. Yeah, uh, Morgan actually took the longest to voice cast um, mm. before they they decided on Claudia Black. Um, and perfect, perfect in my opinion. Sure, yeah. Again, she became a, a fan favorite character, not just for the writing, but also for the portrayal of it. So, and, and sure. you know, I'm a huge fan of Firescape too, so that helps. Cool, fair, fair. So, 
game was also translated into a bajillion languages, a which takes a lot of work too. It's translated into eight other languages, four of which were actually voiced, and the other oh. four were not. They were just subtitled for whatever language. I actually did not know that. Cool. It's a lot of work. Yeah. More voice actress, <laughs> more money. Yeah, but they put they put the effort in for sure. And it shows. I mean, it didn't show for you, but it showed for me. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll talk about my experiences <laughs> later on as well. There, I have some some gripes, but we'll talk. Uh, but when it comes to the writing, though, the writing was was pretty solid in the sense of a lot of it too. They somehow were able to craft seven hundred ninety thousand eight hundred and fifty six lines of dialogue, a paltry amount, a paltry. Whereas your typical novel is going to see about eighty thousand to a hundred thousand. So you're looking at eight times the amount of your average novel. It is just one video game that you can get for a fairly cheap price these days, especially because it's been out for so long. Yeah. That's a lot of content for for time. I mean, they yeah they 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 put work into it. Um, they 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 really stuck to the idea of non-linear gaming and the ability to customize your gameplay. Like that was a big deal for them. Um, so they they wanted that much like dialogue so that you, they could go through and really make the game your own sure one of the things that was mentioned was that the one of the quality assurance analysts his name was bruce and he tallied a total of almost just bruce just bruce yeah well he has I no last what. name he's like beyonce or share yes yeah or bono yeah that's the just bruce he's bruce uh, tallied a total of almost 2,000 hours of playtime 2,000 hours you probably almost reached that yourself i'm sure but no, but now I have a uh, new goal. <laughs> a new goal. They, the, what they did throughout this development cycle, actually, is they made a series of, I think, just over 100 different developer achievements. It was really interesting. And there's a whole host of them. And one of them that they made was called The Bruce, which you would achieve only if you could I play more. I have a new goal for my joblessness. This is my calling. <laughs> I'm going to get The Bruce. You're going to get The Bruce. You would have to play more than him in a single month. In all of the time that this game was to me? In all of the time this game was made, there was only one time that someone was awarded the Bruce achievement. Do you doubt me? <laughs> That's true. You don't sleep. That's true. I don't I'm an insomniac, yo. You could probably you could probably get the Bruce. I got it on that pretty big screen TV. Ooh. Ooh. Now one of the things that probably you will need if you are going to try and achieve the Bruce is that you'll probably need a lot of coffee. Of which the team was cited to have gone through 1,400 cups of espresso cups of worth of coffee every single week. This has no bearing one way or the other on development. We just really thought that was funny. Yeah, that's it's a lot. It's a lot, though. Well, okay. <laughs> I so think if it's you've almost got... as much as I go through. <laughs> Terrible. If you've got 140 people working and each one drinks two cups of coffee a day, that's 14 cups of coffee per person per week. So that's... I think that would reach just about that amount, right? Basically, every single person would have to drink two cups of coffee a day. Again, it's they are almost got as much as me. Almost. <laughs> so there was a lot of work put into this. The people that that worked on it were clearly very passionate about the game to get this this amazing amount of lore and everything. And I just thank them for it. Of course, yeah, it's it's quite an achievement. And when it came out in two thousand and nine, it was. Uh, pretty well received from what i understand very well received yeah, yeah. surprisingly um, even though the creator or well, the, the writer guider he said because of that whole crunch time and everything 
there was actually a lot that they had to cut. And he felt that the game was kind of terrible as a result. Actually, that was his word that he used, was terrible. Which is shocking, because not a lot of other people felt it was so bad. Like, Guider was in the far minority. Everyone else thought... I think it got, like, critical acclaim. Um, Sure, yeah, 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 definitely. A lot um, of words. Definitely. Like, it it was pretty much unanimous praise for the game. Uh, I mean, of course, every game has issues. I would never deem a game perfect, even if it is perfect in my eyes um <laughs> like a child like your your favorite child ah, it's like Santa all over again <laughs> but yeah so it was it was very well received and uh was lucky enough to spawn another couple of sequels and, and possibly working on a fourth a fourth yes, working that's, on right. a fourth. that's true it is coming i'm silently screaming just because the mics can't pick up that high pitch <laughs> gotcha all right, so that's going to just about do it for the development cycle of the game. We're going to jump into the story after a little bit. We're going to listen to a couple of tracks, but don't go anywhere. Make sure to check out the social media page. Social media is facebook.com and twitter.com slash lagliferadio. You can also find us on Instagram at DJ double underscore marmar and check out the Twitch page, twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore marmar, where I stream every Sunday and Wednesday night. All right, without further ado, let's jump into that music again from In On Zero. We're going to play a couple more tracks off of the album The Chantry's Hubris and The Realm of Ozamar. Orzamar should be coming up soon. Again, thank you so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Raltz, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio with me, DJ Marmar, and DJ Raltz. What's up? Hello. We are talking Dragon Age Origins this evening. We're talking about the game in depth. We've already discussed some of the history and development of the game. So now we're going to jump into the story. Who? Who? How do we get through? Oh, this how, is How do oh. we get me through this without it taking five hours? Oh. For real. If you guys recall, back in the beginning of Lag Radio, we covered Earthbound. And that game was about 30 hours in length. We needed two shows to do it. We split it in half. And you didn't do this for my precious Dragon Age? I didn't think about it <laughs> i'm offended <laughs> you should be no i th- we've got plenty to discuss here for a 40 plus hour game so let's just surprisingly i'm gonna be the one trying to keep him on track yes you will so let me do my best here so first off like we mentioned earlier the origins part of dragon age origins refers to the fact that there are six separate origin stories for your character there are the human noble the human mage the elven mage the Dalish Elf, the Dwarven Commoner, and the Dwarven Noble. And the City Elf. City Elf. And the City Elf. Did I not? I said the City Elf. No. No, I didn't. Oh, that's because the the mages, the two mages are considered one uh, backstory. Ah, okay. Tisk tisk tisk. I got excited about the mages. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I played a City Elf or, and I had a great time. I no, you had great. a horrible time. I, that is, well, that is one right. of the darkest origins freaking ever. It was pretty dark. So basically, I'm going to try and sum this up really quickly. I'm not going to go over all of the origins because there's way too much. But my origin was described as Denrum, the largest city in capital of Ferelden. Long ago, the elves lived as slaves to humans. And though they've been free for many generations now, they are far from equals. Here they live in walled-off community known as the Alienage, working as servants and laborers when they can. Despite these hardships, Denrum's elves are a strong people who take pride in their close community. This is the only world you've ever known, dot, 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 until now. 
our our dear our dear darling Marmar here might not be willing to go through, but you just contact DJ Ralts if you want brief descriptions of all the rest of the origins people. <laughs> She's got you. She got you. So basically, what happens is, is you start off as an elf living in these slums of this giant city. You are woken on your marriage day. What are the slums called? What are the slums called? Use the proper terminology. You said the alienage. Alienage. It is the alienage. You wake up in the alienage. And uh, it's your wedding day. It's an arranged marriage, actually, so you've never met your bride before. And you and your cousin, Soros, are also going to be getting married. So, uh, yeah, basically, you're just getting introduced <laughs> to your bride. Long story short. And your bride is taken from you. Or, if you are a female, you are taken! Right, yes, yeah, so that's the other thing, too. You don't have to play as a male or a female. You're not restricted to either. Well, you can I mean, you, ha- re- you have to play as a male or a female. Well... I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Unfortunately, not a the gender male. binary does does not uh, come into here. It, it, I mean, the gender spectrum doesn't. It's sure. very much a gender binary. But sure, yes. But, but it, it. This is the. He actually chose one of the few times where the the gender actually does slightly change things. Yeah, which is pretty neat. So in my case, I had to go and rescue my bride from these human nobles that just decided to steal our brides and use them for a party. And and we we are really using uh, euphemisms when we say use. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of dark stuff related to that that we're not going to go over. But yeah, so the, you're basically your brides are taken from you, and you need to go and rescue them. If you're playing the male city elf, if you're playing the female city elf, you yep. get to fight through everything else and kick some human butt. Yes, and it's pretty it's pretty awesome that they did that. They did that much work into changing it just in based in, on uh, on the sex that you choose. So, you go through that and since big part of this game is having choice in how you approach different situations. You have a lot of times where you get to have these big long dialogue trees. You can choose to try and persuade people, you can choose to just straight out fight them or intimidation. What? Intimidation, use your cunning. There's a whole lot of different ways that you could go about anything. With my particular game, the way that I went through it is I decided, you know what? I'm going to save these folks and uh, I'm going to suck at persuasion, I bet. At that point, I made I might not have been the best at persuasion. Not I tried like intimidating me. this noble guy and he wouldn't have any of it. And that's I said, because okay, intimidation well, is different from persuasion. That's true. Well, he was pretty persuaded when I sliced his throat open. So I mean, yeah, that that helps. Yeah, that helps. So I killed the uh, noble. I go back to the alienage, and I am greeted by some human guards that say, well... You killed a human noble. So you're going to jail and probably executed. But at that point, Duncan, the Grey Warden, one of the Grey Wardens... The ooh, almighty Duncan. Yes, he shows up and For he says... For being in like five seconds of the game, he is highly revered. Yeah, he is. I don't... Yeah, it's true. He has a very small part in the beginning. There's actually a whole book with him. I believe that. I yeah. believe that. Um, he, you get to, you get to see some very fun things. I love the books of this series. <laughs> more extended universe stuff. Some it's the fir- it's the very first extended universe I've ever gone into. I dig it. I, I think dig it's it. the only one I've ever gone into. So Duncan uses his Grey Warden powers and says, "I'm gonna conscript this guy because uh, he saves he's gonna you. Be- he saves you. He from, saves you because he the." The, the murder was kind of justified. Um, it was, and you were going to suffer for the for it, but he doesn't want that. He wants to see you join the Grey Wardens. He sees potential in you. And that, that happens with all of the origins. Is something bad happens, and you're basically going to die. Um, and so instead of letting you die, Duncan saves you by conscription into the Grey Wardens. Right, exactly. So all of it kind of, you've got these different origins, but they all kind of just merge into one and uh then you go with 
with Duncan to where the Grey Wardens are in Ostagar. And then surprise, turns out that you might not be saved because you can still die by joining the Grey Wardens. Yeah, so it I mean, you out. don't clearly <laughs> because that, then that would be the end of this game, and that was kind of that'd be that'd be a real short game. But you can die from it. So yes, you can. That's true. So the way that you become a Grey Warden is you have to go through a ritual which involves drinking darkspawn blood. Uh, not just darkspawn blood. Okay, the archdemon blood. Really? Yes. I didn't realize that. Dang. Um, you have to drink at least one drop of archdemon blood, and it's basically blood magic ritual. Uh, although few people actually admit that it's a blood magic ritual. Uh, it's called the the joining. The joining. Yes. So the the archdemon, the, one of the kind of rulers, I guess, of the darkspawn. Not not even do, beyond a general. Do, no. <laughs> Oh man, uh, there's okay. a whole lot. The, I'm sure. So no, it, the the simplest thing is, the archdemon is a high dragon that has been corrupted by the dark spontane, one of the old gods, um, which is lore we shan't let me get into. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are there are seven or eight high high ancient dragons uh, called the old gods, and the dark spawn are intent on finding them and corrupting them so that this uh, old dragon or old god turned archdemon can lead them in the destruction of the world. Dang. That's heavy. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. What it's, also it's is heavy good. is going to Ostagar and trying to join the forces of King Kaelin fighting off the Darkspawn. But Kaelin is such an airheaded sweetheart. He is. He is a very airheaded sweetheart. He's the king of all of Ferelden, and he's like, we're gonna fight these guys and become heroes. He's like, we're gonna do such great things, guys! Yeah. I have so much confidence <laughs> in us! Not not exactly what happens. So you and the other Grey Wardens are tasked with lighting a beacon so that half of your forces can go and kind of swoop in on the Darkspawn and do like this kind of pincer thing. I just realized you never got to see what happened to him because you didn't play that DLC. I did not. Yeah. There's a lot of other oh. stuff. I know. There's a lot of stuff to play So, So continue and I'll, I'll jump in in a moment. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so what happens is, is you try lighting the beacon, which atop this tower that has been Darkspawn... Uh, filled to the brim you light the beacon and then the general who is in charge of the other half of Kaylin's forces Kaylin's name... best friend and closest confidant yeah Taren a guy Lugain. who basically raised him basically this guy is just like nah and takes the forces and goes and the retreats. other direction and so he leaves Kaylin, he leaves the gray wardens all of them to die and uh there's actually a dlc called a return to Ar ostagar where uh you find out what the darkspawn have done to uh, your dear King Kalen, and it is basically uh, not like crucified him, but like they strapped him to a to a pole so that his dead body could hang there as a mocking jeer toward the anyone who might return to Ostagar. Dang, dang! It's, it's horrific. Dark. And uh, Alistair, um, one of your companions, who's close to the king in a way is just devastated. Sure. It's a really hard moment uh, in the game, which I think uh, he should have played. I will try to if, if the game cooperates. I will I'll say play that. it for you. <laughs> we'll see. So I anyways, I have played it for so you. So what happens is, is after the collapse of Ostagar, you are knocked out because more dark spawns uh, swarm the building. And, and killed pretty much everybody. Basically. Except 
for you and Alistair who are saved by Flemeth. Right. So Flemeth is a sorceress who you find in the wilds prior to this uh, Darkspawn swarming because you're supposed to do some sort of like uh, this training exercise in order to prove yourself as a, as a great word before you even do the joining. And so Flemeth, this very old sorceress from the woods, turned into a giant bird apparently and just saved you from atop this tower. And, bird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it was. A I bird. have a statue that says otherwise. Uh, Flemeth's other form is actually a dragon. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. The more you know. So at this point, you're you, just you like find that well, out if you do Morgan's quest. Okay. Well, again, the game did not cooperate with me. Sucks for you. It does. It does suck for me. So at this point, you're just like, well, what are we going to do now? We just lost the king. We lost the Grey Wardens. We lost all of the forces. The Darkspawn are going to be getting closer and closer to civilization. But we still have the treaties. We still have these treaties. So basically what happened was is years and years and years prior, hundreds of years ago, there were treaties that were drawn up between the races. Oh, no, hundreds, yeah. Um, treaties that were drawn up between the races saying that if the Grey Wardens needed people to help them fight the blight fight the the dark spawn forces then they would be it, forced it, to help it doesn't matter what's going on in the kingdoms at that moment everyone must rally if the gray wardens ask to fight this world peril right and so you've got this big old big old important thing going on here so now you got the option of going to one of four different places so there's the circle of the magi which are the only really allowed groups of mages around um that's not actually entirely correct but continue they <laughs> are the collection of the mages they they are the official collection of mages they are the only legal mages legal mages yes they are the legal mages and they're watched closely by the church's templars then we can also go to Redcliffe, which is led by a guy named Arl Eamon, who apparently is the former king's uncle. And uh, he could potentially disrupt Loghain, Terran Loghain, the betrayer, his new claim to the throne, because that's what he did. After he ditched with his forces, he was like, King Caleb's dead, I'm king now, pretty much. Technically, he's, he's the regent, not the actual king, but uh, he's in charge of the land. Yeah, uh, taking over uh, for his daughter, right. who is the queen. The queen. So you could go to Redcliffe and try and get help from the former king's uncle. Or you could also go to find the Dalish elves, who are elves who did not really give in to the persecution by the humans. Um, they are elves who, after uh, constant persecution from the humans, decided we are going back to as much of our old ways as we can because you've destroyed all our old ways and we, we we're trying here um, rather than integrate into human society. Sure. So you can go and try and get their help. So try and uh, get the elves to join the fight. Or finally, you can go to the dwarven underground kingdom of Orzammar and uh, request their aid in battling the dark spawn. So with that, you are kind of left open-ended. You can decide. It's kind of like a pick-your-own-adventure, go where you want to. But there is... It's non-linear. It's yeah. non-linear. Um, there is kind of an official route, which is the way we're going to take it when discussing these. We're going to try and take the official route. But... Uh, I always thought Redcliffe, but you started with Circle of Magi. Yes, yeah. Redcliffe is supposed to be the first of the official route. Mm, not what I read. But we'll discuss that in a little bit. First, we're going to get to some more music. Guide. Okay, guide, whatever. You know, Prima Games just went out of business. It's sad, yeah. Rest in peace, Prima Games. R.I.P. all my books. I mean, they're not great. Prima Games were never oh, great. Oh, no, they it sucked. Was, it was always Brady but Games. I, but I, 
the Dragon Age ones are the official one. They're oh yeah. Pre- I don't think they're Prima though. Oh, okay. Um, if they're Brady, then probably because Brady was good stuff. I got the collector's edition one, so Ooh. you know, I, I they don't say like on the side what what company made them. They're bottom just line is awesome. whatever, guys. Psh, whatever. Anyway, so we're gonna get into some more music first by Inon Zur, the soundtrack of Dragon Age Origins. But don't go anywhere. We got plenty more on the way. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Raltz, and we are Lag Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Lag Radio. Here with me, Marmar the Midboss, and DJ Raltz. We are talking Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age Origins. We are neck deep in the story right now. We're going to start getting into the four different realms in which you're going to try and recruit people to join the fight against the Darkspawn. We're going to go super fast through this, though, because one, there's a lot of variation in what you can do. Um, and two, there's a lot of story. And yeah. we want we really want to get to gameplay this yes, time around. Definitely, definitely. So this is all very... The entire episode you should be taking very, very lightly because there is so much that we just simply can't get to. So and much depth. It's it's one of those things where um, it it I mean the game changes. the The people you can make a treaty with actually change. You can get different forces. Um, and and so there's 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 variation. And what he covered is not the same as what I covered when I played any of my multiple run throughs. Um, I mean, we all tr- like he didn't get my favorite character like a punk. Um, so disappointed in him. I I was he was basically dead to me for an entire day for not for not taking in that character. I will accept that. I'm alive now, though. I've been resurrected. Luckily, I'm not only because I allow it. Thank you. So we're going to talk about the four different areas. We're going to start off with the Circle of Magi, and uh, so the Circle of Magi, giant tower in the middle of a lake, and you can only reach because you can't have mages near people. No, of course not. They're dangerous. They're they're evil evil so the circle of magi you find this giant tower and it is currently under some uh stress under a little bit of strain uh, under mild duress <laughs> yeah apparently there's a bunch of abominations swarming the building uh, uh demons broke out everywhere destroying everything oh uh, one thing it is probably pertinent to mention in the game in the game's lore uh mages are very susceptible because of the magic, magical connection to uh, the mystic, magical f- f- uh, realm, I guess. Afterlife. Uh, no, it's not. It's not really the it's afterlife. It's kind of the afterlife. No, you're you're falling t- into Chantry Bunk. I'm sorry. Chantry Bunk. Um, Whoa. But it's sorry. basically like where all the magic is kept. It's called the Fade, and they have a connection to it, which is why they can do magic, but that connection also leaves them extremely susceptible to demon uh, possession. Right, and so this is exactly what happened. There was demonic possession, there was blood magic that went wrong, the Templars, who are the church's uh, forces that try and keep the Circle of Magi under control, they are doing the best that they can to do damage control, but unfortunately they're, the demons are just they're running amok. Also because like I said there's a lot of persecution their idea of doing damage control is called the right of annulment which is uh, fancy to speak for destroy everyone and everything in the building we don't care. Yeah, it's just genocide. It's, yeah, it's legal it's, genocide. Yeah, legal so. genocide. Um pretty bad. It yeah, it's it's not fun so you're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. Exactly. You want to try and get the circle of magi to help you so you've got to try and save them somehow. And what else happens is the Circle of Magi don't necessarily just let you right on in. For example, for me, I had to go up against a woman named Wynne, and she didn't like what I was saying. Maybe it's because you sucked. 
Maybe it could have been, or Wynn because she was just me. really mean. I don't know. Win is like the qu- so so she's the healer of the group. She's one. She's your healer companion. Um, nice, strong, tough old lady. Um, I like her a lot. Uh, although I never use her because psh, healers. What are they for? Um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. But uh, she she's staunch in her beliefs of things, and uh, she's she's an interesting character. Maybe you just really sucked. Maybe maybe I don't know. Either way, she didn't like me, and she attacked me, and I had to really I had to wreck her. Yeah, and I've so I did ne- not get win. I've never had <laughs> that happen in a game. Like I knew it was a possibility. Oh, yes. I don't know anyone who's had that happen to them before, though. Yep yep. She she straight up attacked me and i killed her wow but you really sucked the old the old lady you were just a through. horrible person she had a long life i'm sure she's fine actually oh no actually well, extended lore anyways so basically i wrecked the You're circle of magic out on all of this backstory i missed out a lot of story here it's oh my true God. but it's just the nature of the game which makes it fun and interesting and everyone can have different experiences and that was the spoilers. developer's point spoilers wayne is an abomination but a good one. But a good one. A good abomination. That is interesting. That that so, that that explanation takes a lot more lore than we have time for to go into. Within the tower, yeah. there is the demon of sloth, and it sends you into the fade when you find it at the top of this tower. Demon of sloth is my favorite demon. That's it's a mean demon. So this fade he thing, just wants like to we already talked about, is just not exactly the afterlife. It's a place where magic is. Uh, you fight your way back not, through it's the not, fade. Not exactly the afterlife. It's not the afterlife. That's sure. literally Chantry propaganda. Sure, whatever. Literally right. Chantry propaganda. <laughs> so you fight your way back out of the fade and you retake the tower for those few remaining circle members, at least in my case. And luckily they pledge their allegiance to you. I had a lot more. That's good for you. I'm glad. I, Maybe it's because I, did I didn't not. attack a nice old lady. Eh, you know... She she was kind of she was kind of well. Rude, dude. Now I feel a little bit better about you not getting Zevran because Zevran and Win together is just the best thing in the world. It's it's uh, Zevran is the flirty character in the group. Uh, he's your flirty he's rogue, an assassin elf, assassin elf, and he just he be- he he thinks that Win's bosom has magical soothing capabilities, and he just wants to rest his head against it. Outstanding. And she's just like, no, <laughs> be gone. <laughs> So after you get the circle of magi on your side in whatever form or shape that is. Or don't. Or don't. You they, can join. They, they can all be destroyed, I believe. Uh, possibly. And then I think the Templars help you. It's uh, Yeah, the Templars will help you then. Um, but that that's still the same as the, still, the mages not helping you. After you get some help you. from that area, you go to the Red Cliffs, Arl Eamon, who unfortunately has contracted some sort of illness. No, not sad. Arl Eamon. Uh, the... Eamon didn't. It was no, no. Tegan. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Eamon did. Tegan is the one you're talking. Yes, to. correct. Their so names are really similar. Arl Eamon is the one who's sick. And to top it off, all of a sudden, this town, this village of Redcliffe, uh, the castle where the Arl lives in, who, where he's in a coma, it just locks itself up pretty much. And they're attacked by zombies. There's a zombie attack at night. The zombies come. The zombies. The only version the of gates. zombies I really enjoy. Why is that? Um, I have a. I have a complicated relationship with zombies in that they're not scientifically feasible <laughs> okay and these ones you approve of why because they actually make sense within the world state given um it the the zombies uh, they're called corp they're just devouring corpses hungering corpses um but they are dead bodies that have been possessed by demons um, okay and sure. the the type of like you get like there's the the 
hungering uh uh corpse shambling corpse devouring corpse those are all the different types of demons uh change it in slightly different ways true, 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 so true. i like that okay that's fair that's a good thing to point out so you have to get R.L. Eamon to help you, but he's in a coma, so what the heck are you going to do? Well, first got to defend the village from these Zambies. Secondly, uh, once you defend them, once they are done terrorizing the village for that night, you sneak on in underneath the the castle, pretty much like through the sewers. And no. it's through a secret there's way a, through There's the a secret entrance, but it's not through sewers. It's semantics, whatever. You sneak in is the point. You sneak in. So get you the get lore in. right. Get the lore right. First the afterlife and now this. I'm. This is why you have me on this show, so you can get these stupid stories straight. So you learn that Arl Eamon was actually in a coma because he was poisoned. He was poisoned by a spy mage. Who? Fun fact: If you played the uh, mage back, uh, the mage origin, he's from there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, if and you can actually like then like meet up with him and be like, you words I can't say on a radio show. How <laughs> dare you be in here? And then you can either kill him or not. That's pretty neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, the, that's another His point with Yawin. with all the origins and such. You're actually able to encounter characters from other people's origins in the game. So like if you play as the dwarf, you can encounter some of the elves and the alienage that I played with in the beginning but you can encounter them way, way, way later. So yeah, it's pretty cool how it all just kind of connects. So you find out that he was poisoned by a mage, and you also find out that because of this poison, Eamon's son, who happened to have some sort of latent magical capabilities... Not, not latent. Uh, his uh, his mother hid him because uh, all mages are taken forcibly uh, as per law and uh, forced to go to the nearest circle. And she did not want to lose her son, so she hid his magical talent, and he got possessed. Yes, so he accidentally got possessed by a demon because he wanted to get his dad. Yeah, he wanted to, to save his dad, be alive um, again, and that's and that's the result of the zombies. Right, the zombies come from this demon who's keeping the Arl alive, but unfortunately, all the denizens of the castle are now zombies. So you get to use your connection with the Circle of Magi to come and send a phage over, or mage over to the. There are several things you can do, actually. Yes, there are quite a few things. Um, this is where we don't have enough time to yeah, go over them all, yeah. but um, there's a whole lot of stuff that could happen. Cool things happen if you go in. Cool things happen. So you can go into the Fade to fight the demon that possesses the child. Don't send Morrigan in. I indeed send sent Morrigan in. She doesn't like you if you do that. Well, I did it, and she loved me, so. She only loved you after you had well, negative 50. I did not have negative. That really, my text messages prove otherwise. It was it was pretty bad. I did make a bad decision with my relationship. But <laughs> hey, you know what? In the end, she was plus an eighty-six. She adored me. All right, she adored me. So you're able to use but your connection, get you. the circle of magi. You send a mage in to try and fight that demon that's possessing the child, and you get to save the child from dying because otherwise you'd have to kill the kid to kill the demon. And that is an option. You can kill the kid. Yeah, you can. That's true. And Arl Eamon eventually awakens. But not because of what you did. No. because uh, You have to go on a whole side quest for that. Sure, 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 sure. So he awakens, and uh, he suggests calling what's called a landsmeet, which is a gathering of all the nobles of Ferelden. Basically, they're going to try and do what they can to stop the Loghain's, the Loghain, the Terran Loghain, Mr. Terran Loghain's claim to the throne. The terror of the town. Terror the terror Loghain. of the town. Nicely done. Especially since civil war is basically at stake here. Like it started to break out where some people are not on his side. And 
on top of that, he's uh, declared Grey Wardens, the last two of you, the enemies of the state. Yeah. He said that you guys are the reason that uh, uh, that the king is dead. Yeah. Pretty I messed mean, up stuff. Yeah. A lot of slander. Um, Don't appreciate but, that. But continuing on, just going through, like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to the landsmeet after we get to the other two. Sure. Yeah. So basically, he says, we're going to call a landsmeet, but in the meantime, you should finish up the other treaties. So we're going to be heading to the forest. Before we do, though. Stay short break. Let's listen to a little bit of music. If you want to call in, uh, don't do that because I'm actually not here. It's not a live episode, but <laughs> hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Because it's holiday season. Yeah, I am gone. I'm pre-recording here with Ralts, but I will be back live on Sunday night. Twitch. Call in anyway. Annoy people. You can annoy. No, don't annoy my my wonderful flood. Son. Flood. Uh, the lag radio Facebook page with your questions. Do we it. want live Do live it. blog live blog us live blog us facebook.com slash lag life radio also twitter.com slash lag life radio meantime let's take a short little break we'll be back thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine my name is Marmar the Midboss this is DJ Ralts and we are lag radio hello everyone and welcome back to lag radio here with me KUCI's Marmar the Midboss you might recognize me from shows such as lag radio and my former show, World Without Words. Here I am. Hello. I'm also joined by DJ Ralts. We're halfway through this this uh, radio show. I don't know why he's like introducing himself. I always do it because people are always tuning in back and forth again. Anyways, so we're going to jump right back into the story talking about Dragon Age Origins here. So, And we're going to speed through the rest of it because we have taken too long. Yeah, we're kind of running out of time here. It's so a big game. Can it's you... a big game. And this is with me telling him to hurry up. So. For real. So just... I would say play the game, enjoy the dialogue, because that's a big part of this too. Again, and and again, if you play it, let me know. Yes, let for me know. Sure. Just be like, DJ Ralts, Slag Radio. Just be like, oh my god, I'm playing this game. Yell at me if you don't like it. I don't care. Like, play the game. Play the game for sure. All right. So Brisalian Force is the next part. We're in search of the Dalish Elves. Basically, they're afflicted by a werewolf disease curse thing. Um, they're afflicted by werewolves attacking them. Yeah, and then some of the elves in the camp are afflicted by a curse that's hurting them immensely. So uh, the keeper of the elvish tribe there asks for your help. Yeah, he needs your help. So he says, "Go and try and to go try to take the heart of the leader of the werewolves, Witherfang, and it should break the curse." And uh, long story short. Uh, things happen. Uh, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> Resol- uh, revelations occur, <gasps> and you can either uh, actually end up getting either the elves or the werewolves on your team, one or the other. Um, the werewolves, you only get four of them, but I can tell you, as somebody who has gotten them on the team for the end game, they pack a punch. Yeah, they do. Ooh, so much better. Don't get the elves. Don't get the elves. Get the werewolves. The werewolves are pretty sweet. For sure. I mean, you have to like also commit genocide to get them, but <laughs> they're worth it. <laughs> it's a toss. <laughs> so you get one of the two on your side for the Darkspawn battle. After that, you get to travel to Orzammar, which is this vast underground kingdom of the dwarves. Basically, there's a political entanglement going on because there is a dead king so and someone wants to take- So much political entanglement. Yeah, I know, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. So there's a dead king. There's trying to- a couple people trying to be the new king, and they can't decide who to make the new king, even though one has a blood- uh, connection to the previous king and the other one was the one who the king wanted to become supposedly wanted to become the new king so you have to Bad things help happen one no matter them. who you choose just yeah i mean no one's perfect no one's perfect so yeah. you pick one of the sides basically and help one, them get the throne one of my favorite things about the lore is the differences they've taken with the races so that they aren't just like your classics 
and uh, the dwarves are really cool, really cool. But they're also like the the political dwarves are real words I can't say. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not good good people necessarily. But in the end, you have to go and brave some of the deep roads, some of the uh, really, really dark deep spawn areas. infested roads. Right, because the Darkspawn are a, a, a bunch of creatures that Primarily exist underground. underground dwelling creatures. It's where they spawn from. It's only, When they come to the surface, that's what's called a blight, and right. that's when bad things happen. Right. If you've played Gears of War, it's kind of a similar concept to locusts. When the locusts come up from the ground, that's when everything kind of goes to goes to hell. But. Um, so... Uh, again, revelations occur, uh, <laughs> and then you get to end up choosing between having the golems, right, or the dwarves on your side of, as as the treaty. Um, dwarves are the the golems are real powerful, yo. I believe that. Although it makes me feel bad to put the golems in power because yeah, of the revelations are not nice. It's like uh, it's really dark. Uh, the things that are revealed. Um, brood mothers. I'm just. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Brood mothers. <sighs> yeah, pretty scary stuff. Ooh. That's hey, that's yeah. dark. That's dark for sure. This is a dark fantasy, guys. I don't know if you realize <laughs> that it's a dark series. It is. Um, yes, not super bright. So, but now you have all four treaties. Huzzah! So now you get to do the lands meet meeting in Ferelden's capital of Denerim. You join the Arl and the other nobles to try and fight. <clears throat> excuse me, Loghain for the throne. You get support of the sitting queen, Loghain's daughter, if you uh, help her out with some issues. But uh, you also learn that one of your companions, Alistair, actually you learned this earlier on. You learn this uh, when you go into Redcliffe. But Alistair is, by blood, the actual supposed king. He should be the um, king. By blood, he is the next in line. He is yeah. the heir. Yeah. Uh, he is actually uh, half... Oh, uh, He's a bastard. Yeah, I I was yeah. told I'm not allowed to curse on this show. That's not so. a curse. That's um, he's, he's legitimately a bastard. He's legitimately a bastard. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's a bastard in more ways. Um, not, I don't know about I, that. I don't, he's a nice guy. No, 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 not like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, genetically. Uh, spoilers for one of the books. Whatever. Fine. Anyways, so Alistair is to going books. to be the new. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> Alistair is going to be the new king, or should be the new king. Can, so can be the new. He king. can be. So you have to fight Loghain after he does not back down from a uh, lands meet. All the nobles are like, "You're not going to be the king," and he's like, "Ah, I'm going to attack you anyway." So you attack him. You can either kill him, you can spare him, or he can join the Great Wardens, and you get a secret new companion. Huzzah! He's probably going to hate you for the rest of time, but no, I actually really like his redemption arc. Really? I yeah. Uh, cool. The the last game I played had him. Um, the la- my last playthrough, I I actually uh said you can't have Alistair and Logan in your party at the same time. It's it's one or the other. Um, and I actually said, see ya, Alistair. Wow. Uh, shows, because I wanted to see what it was like. I'd never done it. Sure, before. sure, sure. So this is where the final battle begins because now you've got the king, you've got a united force and united Ferelden. You you've get got to all fight the treaties off. fulfilled. Right. And uh, the the main thing about the end game is the dark ritual. Right. Um, so, in order to defeat it, the archdemon, your ethereal, your themiel. Um yeah, or themiel. Um, uh, it is revealed that only a gray warden can kill them, and what happens is the the soul of the old god is absorbed into the gray warden instead of the nearest dark spawn allowing it to reform and it kills the host it kills the right. gray warden 
Um, in order to prevent that, though, and save your or Alistair's life, um, or Loghain, Loghain, you can redemption arc him, um, uh, there is what Morrigan has discovered is called the Dark Ritual, which is impregnation from a Grey Warden, and the preceding child will have uh, the capacity to absorb the old god instead. Right. So basically, she's saying you can have a baby with her and the unborn child is going to instead be the one to bear the brunt of this and you're not going to die. The baby doesn't die. The baby know. doesn't die either. No. Um, yeah. Baby gets to you just would live die. with this old you god inside of it. You would die if it happened because your soul is fully formed, but right. because the baby has just been conceived, it is not does not have a soul yet. So again, um, this is an option for you to choose. Do you want to to sacrifice your life, sacrifice the life of one of the other Grey Wardens, or try and have this dark ritual baby with Morrigan and potentially loose something really strange and possibly horrific upon the world eventually which comes into play in dragon age or inquisition bum, bum, bum. so yeah so this is how it goes and you eventually defeat the archdemon and uh it it's one of those three different ways there's a whole lot of other stuff in there folks play there's the so game much, play so the game much. yes we're gonna really talk to me about it I'd take love a quick to. break we're gonna take a quick quick break listen to a few more songs uh and then we're gonna jump into the gameplay as fast as we can thank you for we listening don't have to a KCI. lot of time 88.9 fm Irvine. my name is mara the mid boss this is DJ Ralts. We are live DJ Radio. Ralts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Mama the Midboss. I'm joined by Ralts, and we are Lag Radio. So, we don't have a lot of time. I I think all of you should strongly push to have Marmar do a part two to this series on Dragon <laughs> Age, all about the gameplay, because we're going to have, like, two minutes to go through. Sure, sure. We can try and do an online-only podcast version of it i'll try and I do it that way i would love to do that we'll try and do an extended take if uh if we get the the chance to so how about that yeah but in general for the gameplay it's a tactical rpg super cool it's got all these different origin things in the beginning um the companions are pretty well written i think generally speaking i there's a lot of them that i that i really enjoyed talking to and enjoying like the the conversations all the developments character development and stuff there, yeah there's it's really cool um like i like i was saying you you l get to have like really cool backstory and some of the backstory is really telling um about like what the world can be like uh like i said with win uh you find out she's technically an abomination but not with a demon with a spirit um Ooh. yeah I, yeah uh so like you 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 find out all these were like they're really well written um yeah yeah definitely a highlight of it now i will say there's this tactical aspect that it's supposed to be kind of a love letter to the older games something i've never played or experienced before so i had no experience with it i thought it was all right i just micromanaged the the hell out of out of <laughs> it um sure, pausing sure. every two seconds to issue orders that's i'm very hands-on with my party I wish I wasn't. I wish I had taken the time to set up all these different tactics slots so that I could just kind of automate some of the stuff that I was constantly just like going over and over and wasting. He took a bunch my of advice. Time. It was not good advice. It was it was not the best advice I've heard. I will say I did tell you to go through the tactics. I just said I didn't go through the tactics. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. 
For me, there were a lot of issues technologically speaking. My game crashed a lot. He like, sent he sent lot, me a video a of it. He it crashed a lot. Apparently, I'm just magic because I have like five different copies of this game and not a single one has ever crashed on me. There was a lot of talk in online about this not running so well on people's computers, even though they run pretty well on other games. Crashes are just like I think frequent. it's just the, the newer computers. Like it. it Maybe. I, it never crashed when I first played it. Maybe. Maybe. Either Again, way, maybe I'm just magic. Maybe the game is meant for me. Maybe it is meant for you. Either way, it is not optimized well. And in the end, for me, it actually corrupted my game file and I could not finish the game. It actually booted him out. Like, it was just like, okay, start it up, start it up, start it up. Oh, this is your, your desktop screen. And yeah. the game is closed. No, that was He could miserable. not play the end of it. So I was very sad about that. So I will say that was a... a dark point on this game for me but overall the run was good the first 38 hours of it up until <laughs> that was pretty fine now graphically i will say this game looks pretty junky even I, for the time period that it came out in 2009 yeah it's um, not great one looking. of the main mods people use is a. Uh, I can't tell you the name of the person who did it but it's a dragon age, it's called dragon age redesigned sure and they did uh updates to the entire game uh which looked really really cool and i don't play it without it because it's kind of junky yeah 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 for sure so it's something that you can improve if you're playing on pc if you're playing this on ps3 or Suckles! nope too bad so bad <laughs> too bad play so a sad. pc like a real person but how dare you all right some people like their consoles like i like my consoles. dragon age is made for pc i will say that's probably the case although i didn't even try it with controller i can't imagine doing all those things on controller so i will say that despite all of these issues despite the fact that i was constantly micromanaging my crew despite the fact that i was probably i shouldn't spend more money on better equipment to to make the fights easier i, I, I told him the, the DLC. secret to that i told him the secret to that but did he listen to me no no of course not i should have read more codex entries i had a great time despite that so i will say for the love of all that's good and right make sure that you're saving your game all the time and make that sure that quick you save. Uh, play through the whole Spam game. Spam it. Spam that stuff. So we'll try and do a full version of the gameplay elements and, and talking maybe about the soundtrack online. Maybe Check a little the, bit more of the story. Yeah, we'll see. So lagradio.kuci.org to look forward to that. In the meantime, though, we will join you next week for Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. It's a pretty short one. He will join you next week. I'm pretty sure I'm not on for this one. No, I mean, I guess if you want to, but it's... We'll see. Either way, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, a very sweet indie game. It's about three hours long, so it's a pretty quick one if you want to run through that, and we'll join you next Friday. Happy Black Friday to you, by the way. Hopefully you haven't spent too much money, and uh, I will see you on the Twitch stream on Sunday night. Thank you for DJ Ross joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was a great you know time. I'm more than happy to talk about this game. We I will do talk about it for probably another anyway. hour. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure, for sure. So join us next week again, 6 to 8 p.m. PST. We're going to go out on one last song. It's by Ansonic's friend of the show. It's called Celtic Guild. It's a Guild of Nerds theme. It's going to be dropping in just, I think, a couple of days, actually, or maybe one day from now. I don't know. This is in the future. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. My name has been Marmar the Midboss. We have been Lag Radio.